Welcome to Collector's Corner, the premier NFT art podcast. We help collectors gain and maintain their edge, all while appreciating amazing art. We're excited to help you in your collecting journey. Let's dive in. Hello, everybody. Today, we dive deep into the recent generative art collection called Anti-Cyclone by William Mapon. This is the first of many episodes that we call Into the Collection. And the goal here really is to help you feel more comfortable collecting great digital art. So in these episodes, we take the most popular generative art collections and help you understand the breadth of outputs, highlight which traits command a premium in the market, and point out any hidden features for savvy collectors. We want you to feel comfortable with understanding this collection because we know that is often a prerequisite to going and spending the money to collect. As part of this episode, we're going to be looking at some awesome art. So these episodes are really best viewed by video on YouTube and podcasting platforms that support videos such as Spotify. But we know that everybody can't be staring at their phone all day while listening to us and looking at great art all day. So we've created a digital gallery for this episode for those of you who want to follow along by audio so you can quickly get up to speed. You can find that gallery at our website at www.collectorscorner.xyz. All right, let's jump in. Hello, everybody. I am uh, Aston Cloud, go by P in uh, regular life. I'm joined here by my uh, co-host, Jay Paws, and uh, we are kicking off the first episode here of Into the Collection that we are super excited for because, you know, Jay Paws and I have been having conversations around collections that have been dropping generative art wise and you know what are the different features what do we like what do we not like what's the market like what's it not like and both he and i are in the proof discord where we met and we see a lot of conversation here happening uh, on the similar topic and you know we just love diving into these things and geeking out on it and we thought you know what let's record this share it with other folks and see if they can get some value out of it so we're going to start today with the collection Anti-Cyclone, which has been really on a tear lately. But before going that, just wanted to sort of introduce the podcast and throw it over to Jay Paw so he can introduce himself. He's working on some exciting stuff in the near future that I want him to be able to talk about as well. Super excited. Thank you. Uh, Jay Paws, I go by Jared in the real world. And... I'm more than happy to, to be involved with this. I'm super excited to, to share our knowledge as as P said, we're we're just we're nerding now. We're doing all kinds of stuff, and we're just absolute lovers of generative art. So much so that I actually am going to be uh, launching a fund in a September first, eight net. I'm excited to be able to share that not only with uh, the community but the the greater group of investors. So excited to do a deep dive. I mean, this thing's absolutely like bananas. Love this project. So the the kickoff, the first kickoff podcast it, it makes so much sense to me it's, it's absolutely going to be a banger i'm super excited yeah so so am i and i'm very excited to see your fun and and see how that goes i think anybody listening here will see how thoughtfully you approach uh collecting these pieces and and i think that's going to be really fun to watch it uh, evolve as time goes on and watch this podcast evolve so let's let's go ahead and and kick it off and as i'm sharing the screen here uh, I will say Jay Paws and I, we both really just fell in love with the generative art in a way that that we didn't think we would. And I, I literally cannot stop thinking about it. And I just, I just love it. And I was not artistically inclined before, but now this, yeah, I, I, I've been spending all day thinking about these things. So happy to share it with you all. And Jay Paws, you can see my screen, right? Yep. 
Awesome. So before diving into all of the details, you know, generally the way that these podcasts are going to work is we're going to take a look at the collections more broadly and take a look at just some quick background and then also what are what's the range and the variations that we see here. Um, obviously, one of the awesome things about generative art is you get a one of one of N, meaning it's a collection of 800, but everything is different. It is randomly generated when it's minted. And so you, there is a, a range of outputs and so we'll cover what those range of outputs look like. So you're familiar with the collection as a whole. And then we'll go into what does the market seem to think about them? And the philosophy and the thinking here is, you know, we love this art. We want to collect it, but it is not cheap. And because of that, you do have to be thoughtful about how much you're spending. Might it be cheaper later? Am I getting a good deal such that if I want to collect more art in the future, I'll still be able to maybe sell something I bought that I love, but it's time to it's increased in value and I want to go and be able to collect more things. And so, you know, we're not coming at this from a financial angle, but we recognize that the finances do matter, particularly when these are expensive NFTs. So the format really is get familiar with this NFT collection. Let's see if there's some interesting alpha out there and let's see if there's some deals that could be had. And, uh, you know, as Jay Paz was mentioning, we wanted to kick this off with anti-cyclones because, first of all, we both love this collection. This was launched very recently, also April 29th, 2022, on Artblocks as one of the Artblocks curated collections. It was a Dutch auction. I believe it sold at around 1 or 1.25 Ether. Uh, I didn't actually mint this. Collection of 800, as I mentioned. There have been quite a few sales, 3.6 thousand Ethereum. And the floor price right now is 12.44. A few other things that we just want to highlight so you get an idea of what's been going on with the collection. So at the moment right now, mention the floor price. There are 82 items for sale. I think it was just 83 before we recorded. So something must have sold just now or gotten delisted. And uh, there's been sort of a, a range of sales, I would say, in this collection. Uh, but the, of course, low sales initially, but the highest sale was 269 I believe, or 6.9 for the the culture yet. And uh, I guess I, I'll, I'll admit it, this was, I sold this one, 6529, ended up buying it. And yeah, so so that, those are some stats around the collection. Uh, Jay Paul's like, what, maybe you can talk to the audience a little bit about what the general sentiment has been around the collection uh, when it launched and more recently. It's been fun to, to see the general sentiment, honestly. I think from the start is something that actually captivated my attention. You know, I'm, I'm really big into linguistics and, and trend tracking. And seeing that the, the Artblocks channel had a, a fury of input and engagement that I haven't seen in a long time. And just even the, the linguistics behind the comparisons, you know, whether they're valid or not, that, that people and collectors were making relative to other artists. There just seemed to be a, a certain buzz about the collection prior to, to release. And I think also when one of the things I love about Artblocks is they do that uh, the test gallery. And, and when you're able to like go through it in alphas, you know, take a look at it, and you can see kind of some rarity ahead of time before the official mint. But when you're looking through the outputs, it was just something amazing. So then when they came out, I mean, just watching the, the natural flow to these pieces had a deep resonance with a lot of collectors and you you could see right out the gate that resonance is not only with like 
the the average collector, but all the way up to top funds. Like you said, I mean, I know you're like, hey, I have the top sale, but I also know that you regret and would like to have that back in your collection because 6529 will never uh, let that thing back out for some time. And he yes. sure as hell is going to get a lot more than 26 ETH out of it. So, you yes. know, it's, um, it's, it, it was something that has been magical. And, and then from a trend in charting perspective, it's taken a different path than anything I've ever seen before. You know, even, even in proof, I kept saying, oh, don't worry, we'll trace back to such and such. And it just never got there. I mean, the the, the fanaticism for uh, Mapan and, and his work is just, it's done nothing but accelerate. So he's proven me wrong more often than not. And as a holder, I'm, I'm grateful for it. But as a somebody who wants to add additional pieces, I'm not. So it, it's it's amazing. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's always paradoxical when price goes up like that. You mentioned a good point. Mapon was known on FX Hash uh, prior to launching this on Arpox Curated. You know, I've heard. I don't actually know how old he is, but I heard he's a kind of a young, charismatic artist. So that helps with a lot of this and. To your point, uh, we can take a look at some of these charts for the collection as a whole. Daily selling price, as you can see all time, has has gone up quite a bit with a particular spike in recent times. Well, probably driven a little bit about a, a rotation back into blue chip art as the price of Ethereum has gone down in US dollar terms. And also it was noted in the recent Proof Roundtable podcast uh, with Derek Edwards and the Priyanka Desai as being the collection that could be do quite well. And they considered it, or at least Derek Edwards says uh, he considered it in his uh, kind of tier two or like a 1B blue chip tier on the way to becoming blue chip. And these are good stats that you're seeing here. Daily selling price going up. Um, volume was high at the beginning, as you'd expect. And number of listings has, has steadily dropped here. Uh, and I think that's probably the most useful ones we're seeing now. And even in U.S. dollar prices, you can see that most of these charts are unchanged. So that's a good sign. It's not just beholden to Ethereum. So let's go ahead and, and dive in and let's take a, a review of the collection here. And uh, perhaps a good place to start is by just kind of talking through the, the range of this collection and what, you know, what, 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 Maybe just at a high level, what did some of these categories actually mean? Uh, do you want to talk us through that, J-Paws, like the graphics and the guides? And I'll go ahead and, and guide so the viewers can see what this looks like as we switch these around. So as you expand the graphite category, there's 33 graphites. Uh, my number was right. And to me, you know, we've talked about this. I consider this more of a, a separate palette, not, not, even though it like looks statistically rare here of only having 33, I really do think of it as a palette. I think it's absolutely stunning. It just reminds me of a, it's, it's my favorite out of all of them, but it reminds me of a, you know, a, a pencil sketch. You can see just the natural flow to it. I mean, graphite, obviously a throwback to the lead and the pencil. You know, it's, it's very binary in this category. You see the two categories, yes or no, and there's 33 of them that are, are here. Um, it, this one even just embraces kind of like that, that beauty of, I'll call it a natural art, you know, you're, you're a throwback to the graphite and, and somebody hand sketching something and then the generative art of the outputs that you're seeing in here. So it's, it's stunning to me. Yeah. They're, they're gorgeous and distinctive and I'll, I'll jump down to the next category. So, you know, Jay Paz was saying he, he considered this almost as a, a separate palette uh, in the vernacular for this collection, they call it name and Putting it differently, it's it's sort of a separate 
color scheme, if you will. And so if you go under name, you'll see nothing is particularly rare The most, or, or uh, I should say nothing is particularly common or uncommon. It's quite spread. There are 24 different names. The most you see in any of any type is 59. Uh, the least you see of any type is uh, 21. So as Jay Paz is saying, you could think of the graphite as a, a different type of, yes, a different type of name, a different type of coloring scheme. And while we're on name, uh, you know, we won't go through every single one of these names, but generally as we go through these different categories, we like to show folks either uh, categories that hit one of three conditions, either it's rare, uh, like we just showed you with the graphite, either we, it's rare, we think it's beautiful, or we think that, you know, the market values these uh, higher than others. And so I wanted to just quickly highlight a few of the named palettes that J-Paws and I find, uh, or I won't speak for him, we'll, we'll take turns, but I'm going to pick a few that I find particularly good looking. And I'll go first, since I'm talking, we'll keep the momentum going. Uh, Junko, I love this palette. And I just noticed that I think across the board, these sort of black and white types of pieces of art seem to do well within collections, whether that's Fidenzas or others. Uh, Polarized Meridian is another one that uh, comes to mind. But yeah, I, I just love this palette. And you know, we'll, we'll get into the, the price action side of things uh, in sort of the next segment of this podcast. But I just love the way these outfits look. Big fan. And for those who are listening and not visual, I mean, as as P said, it's it's very almost binary. There's very it's black and white. It, it, some of them are representative of almost like zebra patterns, you know, on some of the larger scale stuff. Others, they just the blocking on it, the way the the polarized nature of these come together, it just has a, a very deeply drawing like aesthetic. I mean, it, it's just it's stunning how. How the the flow of it is so simple, and yet it creates something very harmonious, which actually is a perfect transition into you know one of my favorites is Billy right below it. We go from binary and uh, to absolutely the op- opposite of it, where it's uh, the, the colorization and palette is is erratic. And and what I love about this is you you see there's there's greens, blues, reds, oranges, yellows. I mean, the, the how these colors show up and the natural flow to the coloration is i mean i hate to say this even though 40 there's 41 billies i would argue that not one of them is the same or similar i mean they're just given the oh, look at that then two of them show up on the screen they're similar but the guides influence the blocking so much and then the billy coloration is just it's it's stunning it's something that just mesmerizes me every single time I look at it. And the bandwidth for different colorations is just phenomenal on this one. Yeah. And I, I think the Mapan is really a master at combining these colors and does the, the hues are such that it's like a very soft touch that you said before, Jay Paws, uh, that is very like Monet like. And another thing you'll notice as, as we're looking through this is that there are kind of Palettes within palettes, if you will. Uh, you can see that the these ones with a dark black background, we'll get to that. Uh, those are night palettes. And the color scheme is just very different in the night palette versus the day ones here within this Billy palette coloring scheme. And so it's it's just really interesting to see how that comes through. And, and we'll talk about it a little bit when we get to the guides, uh, how there are sort of different ways you can collect within 
even these named uh, metadata uh, characteristics. And, and that's, that's a lot of fun and interesting. Um, but I'm, I'm going to jump to uh, the next one. As you're jumping, not to talk over here but and steal the screen, but I think that, you know, we're, we're going to hit on, you know, three to four of the, the 24. I mean, really encourage people to dig into it because this is not gospel. This is just, you know, our particular favorites. And, and you know, it's kind of like the Billy in particular seems to carry a premium, right? So we're highlighting some, but I mean, part of due diligence for anybody, whether you're serious or flipping, is, is really understanding the collection and, right. and toggling through all of them. Step one is listen to this podcast. Step two is play around with it yourself. <laughs> True. Um, but yeah, so so 100% agree with what you're saying there, J-Pause. It's, it's worth it to go and look through and find the ones you like. Hopefully this saves you some time and gets you a good overview uh, and gets you a sense of what the market is enjoying. And Right now, I love these Nzingas. Uh, the pink and the green just interplay so well. It's it's just it's, it's gorgeous. I'm a huge fan of these ones, and so this is the second one I wanted to highlight for everybody here. And for me, my second that I that I touch on. So I, I love the Elizabeth. I have, I own one Guide Ten, but it's also very similar to the Junko, where it's 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 a variant of it, but it's still very black and white heavy. So I won't spend too much time there. We'll, but. we'll just start real fast because this is one uh, that I think the market really likes. And I also like it, right? Similar to the Junko, uh, perhaps even more of a so black and white. I don't believe there are any night palettes in this one, whereas there are in the Junko. So those are probably the differences. Sorry to cut you off. Uh, oh, good. And my, mine's at the floor right now. But the Ada is the, uh, is the one that, you know, to me, going back to simple colors, you know, to... to to complement the Billy here, you're just red and orange and just something about this. You know, I've shared it with you before. It, it's reminiscent of a childhood of just watching a campfire or some sort of flame dance. To me, this is just, there's something brilliant and magical about it that the, you know, the, the anti-cyclone swirls and the natural flow to things. It, it's, it's so beautiful to me. And I always find myself coming back to this palette because when you look at it, it all just, it dances well together and it flows perfectly. I haven't dug into the code. That's not my forte, but you know, if there was anything, I'd love to see it on this because this palette's absolutely stunning. Absolutely. Yes. This palette is gorgeous. I love the interplay of the colors. It just looks like fire. And even, you know, I think this is the other thing that really draws me to anti-cyclones, just the, the way that the curves color and outlines and shapes come in. It just really reminds me of nature. And I love that. Um, that's, that's really more my collecting style. I love things that remind me of nature. And I think this does that in a very excellent way in terms of flames and, and what flames could look like. I'm sorry. I had heard a rumor that, you know, I, I read it somewhere, but you know, Mapan had spent upwards to six months working on pallets alone uh, on this stuff. So you know, it's it, it to me. It shows there's a lot of pride in it to to curate 24 different palettes, and then have the output represented the way it was. I mean, kudos to him and hats off because it's a it's a stunning project the way it all dances together. Absolutely, yeah. So you know, we, I won't go through all of these. Uh, a couple other palettes that I would recommend people check out because I really like them are Emmeline. There's 40 of those. Uh, I also really like Madeline, uh, and those were those were my short list. Uh, oh, sorry, one more that I really like, particularly for night palettes, is the uh, Siri Mavo. 
Uh, I think there's some really cool night palettes that emerge from this one. Ah, yes, the tiger, as you say, J-Paws. Those are the last ones I wanted to highlight, but maybe you want to talk about the uh, the guides a little bit and and some of your some of your hidden characteristics in the guides. Yeah, so the guides really just the the numerical value on the guides really dictate the the grid that shows up. So it, the, dimensionally speaking, all of the anticyclones are longer in the the y-axis and a little bit shorter in the x-axis. So it, it gives the the appearance of your traditional uh, letter style eight and a half by eleven paper, and the grid gets divided up equally in each of those x and y axes. So three means you have a three by three grid for four by four grid and five such and such all the way down. You can see as we're scrolling through the, the, the most common are really the three, four and five. Those uh, guides are pretty much account for roughly two thirds of the entire collection. So my math is correct. So nothing particularly mind blowing as far as rarity, but one of the things that's really intriguing to me was the, you know, go being part of the community when this was launched is, the guide threes were originally intended to be fully filled, but the way the, the program printed out is it didn't actually happen. So you have these voids that almost look like a, um, uh, a blocking that, uh, that's a negative of uh, what it was really intended. You can see the swirls as they, they, were, they were maybe intended, but just no coloration. So I personally, being an owner of a guide one and loving the guide ones, it, it's bittersweet because I think the, the guide threes could have been amazing, fully filled, and at the same time, for a complete color blocking, you know, the guide one is is really one of the go-tos. One of the things that I find very intriguing about the guides and how it is, if you stay here, number 237 in particular, and again, for those listening, there's this, uh, almost this, uh, each of the cells within the grid takes on its own unique characteristics. And, uh, and its own colorations within the palette. So you could see even through the flow of certain ones where there's a yellow or blue, when it transitions to the next cell, the lines continue, but the color may or may not change. So it creates this really beautiful color engagement, especially for like that Billy that has a lot of different color variations within it. I mean, you'll see cells right next to each other that just flip the coloration. So I could ramble on about guides and palettes all day long, but the, the three, four, and five are amazing. They think, I think they create a beautiful level of engagement. I particularly love the guide threes and how they can, they're a little bit larger format and they, they flip when they do flip. They're amazing. These, so. these interruptions are, are beautiful. And uh, I, I've heard it from both ways. Like some people prefer the pieces completely filled out without interruptions and you'll see that in guide ones and some of even these guide three fours fives are fully filled out and some people don't prefer them they they like the gaps they like seeing these outlines and how you have to fill it in with your mind fill in the colors sometimes even fill in the shapes some of them are harder to even see and so you notice some cool stuff about these uh love to for you to drop your alpha uh on some of these guys well, we have it up on screen. The, so I did a, a deep dive into the analytics and have actually tracked it. You can see on screen right here, anticyclone number 116, so 116. It's a guide three. However, all of the cells are completely filled in with color. The alpha is that only 15 to 20% of guide threes actually have 
completed a fully filled cell and then it drops down. So guide four is even less and guide five ends up at 7% of fully filled cells. Now, somewhat of an arbitrary, but I think that, you know, embracing the, you know, what I would say is the, you know, especially on the guide three is the original intent of the artist, which was to have them fully filled. You have this sub rarity within arguably the, I don't want to say arguably statistically the most common guide then all of a sudden becomes a little bit more interesting because at 20%, that means there's only 38 of them, which would be rarer than a guide one or close to a guide one. But my point being is that, uh, and then what's even most intriguing is that when you get down to the guide 10s, there's only one out of all 96 that are completely filled. So I think it's a it's a really interesting subcategory and I'm, I'm in the process of quantifying a, a, a couple of the other aesthetics of you know, what's, how many are missing one cell versus two cell and how does it impact things? But, and, and I actually was reading that for some of the guide threes, uh, folks have been looking for ones that have a missing piece just in the middle and they're calling them windows. Uh, and I think I saw one here. There was one up. Yeah. I, actually tried to, I love it. Which is cool. And you see some, uh, I think there's probably be a premium for symmetry on the the missing uh, panels I, I think the there was a guide a night guide that kevin rose bought that was symmetric uh, i think i can't remember if it's a guide four or five but either way it was symmetric in the pieces that were missing what's intriguing to me is like when you hit into the guide tens so i my personal opinion is i, I think that guide tens are undervalued um, they don't seem to carry as much of a premium, but what I love about the missing panels is some of them are erratic. You can see it in the first three that are on the screen. And then others, they become this very linear fashion in the horizontal direction. Yeah. So you like get, it's almost like, yeah, you get stripes of just the that negative space uh, with only the the outlines of the, the actual, the motion and no color. So, you know, at, at first it took me aback, but I've, I've really started to dig into these and, and love them because they they print in a particular way that really draws your eye in versus the, the erratic missing cells, which is more, I'll call it traditional. So, you know, again, a little bit alpha, I can't say statistics, but that's what I'm going to dig into here pretty soon is on the guide 10s, you know, linear stripes of missing versus the, the randomized panels. I think you can kind of already start to see which is more prevalent, but I think it's a, it's an interesting dynamic. It's interesting. And, and what you're seeing here and what I fully expect is that, as time goes on, and this collection seems to be on its way towards being a grail collection, you'll see that there's many ways to collect that are not having to do with what shows up here on the OpenSea panel. And I think that that'll become apparent as time goes on with any collection, really, where there's a lot of attention sustained over time. And I think this is certainly going to be one of those. We show that the guide 10s, and once you start getting to the guide 30s, you'll see that the interruptions are frequent and critical. You start seeing that the curves and the shape becomes less about those outlines uh, and really just about the whole color itself. It transforms and that becomes the, the wind pattern. Uh, you know, anti-cyclones are a weather phenomenon. And so it, they're meant to be mirroring and uh, kind of following wind patterns and flow patterns that you see, which is really cool how, you see that emerge on a meta level once you get into these these higher guides, uh, and the guide one hundreds are even more so. So at a hundred by a hundred grid, there's only fourteen of these. 
Very rare. Yeah, only one for sale. Uh, these went pretty fast. And you can see that it's actually a little bit harder to see the weather patterns in these guide uh, 100s. And for that reason, actually, uh, really, my, my personal favorites here are the ones in the 30s. Uh, the 30s, because you get that emergent behavior. And the ones, because I just think they look so clean, fully filled out. And you get a lot of uh, funny little shapes, right? Like this one, I'll bring it up. I think this one's cheap, actually, because I think it looks like there's a little guy right here. It looks like a face Emergent shapes. Uh, the color scheme is maybe not one that the market has liked the most, but it's still, I think, a really cool, you know, at the floor of Guide Ones uh, piece there. But I just love how clean these these Guide Ones are, and then you can see the Guide Thirties with the swirling patterns. Here's a, a Monet vibes one that I get with a color palette. Another guide one, beautiful night guide one, uh, and you know, th that's how the guides work. That's just kind of how you know, Jay Paws and I have thought about these guides. I'm just going to jump uh, for the sake of time to quickly review the the times, which I think is the other meaningful category. So there's three times: day, night, and unknown. Uh, unknown are just exactly those graphite types that we had talked about, and so that's where that comes in. Uh, and then night, I think, is stunning. Uh, they just they look amazing. It's 111 of these. These have consistently commanded a premium. Doesn't matter what guide it is. Uh, the more popular guides, uh, guide 30 and guide one, tend to be more of the nights. Although completely filled out, guide three nights have been bought by really you know 6529 curated fund, locked up, gone forever type of stuff. So. If it looks good, it looks good, is what I would say in terms of the guides. There are some guides that tend to command the premium there. Uh, but the night palette is really gorgeous. And, and I mean, how many of these are in for sale, Jeff? Like, well, I think five max. One thing to note about the nights is statistically, what? they aren't that rare. I mean, they're rarer, but like they're still more prevalent than like a guide 10. But I think aesthetically, because there's such a, a more of a allure to collect these. They they command a significantly higher premium than than most, and it, you can see it in the pricing that's going on the screen. But I mean, for anybody who's you know listening, the the negative panels that maybe showed as more of a paper in the traditional daytime shows as a black block, but still honors the the flow that, uh, in the form of a, a line. So I mean, these are absolutely stunning. The way the colors play with the the darker panels and darker backgrounds, you know, it, it's. It's really brilliant. And these guide 30s in black, right? It's like insane. Yes. And there are no guide 100s with the night panels. I can't remember for the graphite. Is there just one guide 30 for graphite? Only one guide 30. Only one guide 30. No, uh, nothing else. No guide 100s. Right. Okay. Okay. There's a awesome. couple guide 10s, five guide 1s. And then I lose track of the right. reason 4s and 5s. And for the night palette, I counted there are eight guide threes that are fully oh, that are fully filled out in the night panel. Um, I don't know about guide fours and fives. I haven't gone through that, but maybe one of our our listeners can can let us know about that. So only twenty four guide three nights to begin with, and I counted only eight that were filled out. This one is amazing. I, I, this one's been locked up. I never see it. Um, four oh four. That's really cool iridescent blue that just pops right off of the, off yeah. the black background. 
really, really great. Again, the colors just fantastic. The contrast that Macon did. I really love this one too. I'm biased. It's fine, but I think it's awesome. It's one of the the filled out uh, night guide threes. Okay, so so you know that's kind of an overview of all of the pallets. Maybe let's talk. Let's talk markets. Uh, general price trend. I mean, we mentioned it at the top. This has really exploded out of the gate. So I think that there's not a ton of doubt in people's minds that this is considered one of the top art blocks curated collections. And I think because it's new, meaning it just launched in April a few months ago, it's also considered one with a lot of upside. Uh, so where do you think you see this going, uh, Jay Paz? Like, what is your, maybe it's called like a base case for- When you're looking at the screen, it's the general trend is up and to the right, which is always a good sign if you're a holder. I, I, I look at it at its current value of about, you know, and we're recording this on July 15th, 2022. It's about 12.5 ETH, you know, comparable projects, uh, you know, as a gazer, a Meridian, you know, very uh, projects that had a lot longer time to be acquired by the public. My personal opinion is I think you start to see the general trend to the up and the right, but slowed. I think, you know, we just had a big run up based on the proof podcast and a few other things. So I think there'll be a little bit of a retracement, uh, maybe, maybe down to 10, you're starting to see a lot of floor undercutting. I wouldn't bank on it going too much further, you know. However, I think that the thing that's of note is while there's still some at the floor, the the more premier, limited, aesthetically appealing collector's pieces, the second they're hitting, they're getting consumed. I mean, P and I were talking the other day, that fully filled guide three graphite sold for 20 ETH and we're, you know, like, is it, I mean, w- without hesitation, people are picking up these timeless and unique pieces. So I think that you're going to start to see some of the more unique ones. I mean, even you just saw the the guide 100 at 88 ETH, right? So could something come on the market that's less? Maybe, but like, you know, when you're undercutting in the 88 ETH territory, like what are you going to do? Get a deal at 60? So I think that you're, you know, the the unique pieces. And that's part of the reason why we dropped that alpha about the fully filled guide threes, fours, and fives is because there's an opportunity to pick something up what we would consider at or near the floor and still uh, carry a long-term collector's premium. But, you know, to put a bow on it, I mean, it's up and to the right. I think that the 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 angle at which it goes is going to, you know, decrease a little bit, but it's a timeless piece. There's too much momentum, in my opinion, behind it to... Maybe it stalls and plateaus for a little bit, but it to me that's just in a in a four ETH price due to the, uh, I mean the nature of it. You opened it up perfectly. These are getting expensive for for most people. You have to make a big financial commitment, and I think it's only going to get more and more difficult in a year. I just I see it being um, you know even more of a stretch with the the collector's pieces almost being unattainable. Yeah, I think that's right, and that. This uh, right here, for everyone watching, Anticyclone number 83 was the guide three that Jay Paz and I were talking about that uh, guide three graphite that recently sold for 20 Ether. And that is the only completely filled out guide three graphite, it turns out. So that was probably a good price. And, you know, in the short term, I think that anticyclones could see a little bit of a retracement. Uh, you know, before this big run up, the floor was around. I want to say six to eight ether. It's now peaked around 13 and a half. It's a 12. I could see it coming back around 10. My guess is it sticks around there 
what I've tended to notice with these collections is there'll be a run that it goes on and then a retracement as some people who are just trying to buy to flip undercut the floor a little bit, trying to get out. And then it settles a little bit higher. And again, all these collections are really collections within collections. Uh, so certain uh, palettes, certain types, certain traits will find higher floors, uh, which is, but, but, you know, overall, it seems like this has kind of hit escape velocity in terms of popularity and where it's going. And so I think that it will continue to be one of the more popular art blocks projects and continue to, however much art blocks rise, kind of rise proportionally. Um, and all speculation aside, I'm just looking forward to being a part of the journey. I mean, I have a bag that's flipping. I have a bag that's the long-term hold, you know, being a part of it, it I'm, I'm whether it goes up or down, it's just beautiful to me. And it's something I would love to hang on the wall. And, and I'm excited to see what the, the future holds. The, the reality is if I had a crystal ball, I, I'd, I'd, I'd throw it out there. But there's just, in my opinion, too much momentum and too much you know lure around the mapan it just it, it seems to be something that is going to have legs and longevity yeah that's right and and i think what's really cool about this is as we embark on this journey with generative art and this new medium and almost like a new format of art not that generative art is new but having it on the blockchain is new i think it's it's cool to be like well there's maybe Mapan ends up being a really, really famous artist. And we got to be there at the beginning of his career or Tyler Hobbs or Cherniak. I mean, we say that some of these folks are going to be looked back on and thought of as Picasso. Like imagine getting to see this unfold in front of you. And I think that's another part of what's exciting, not just the anti-cyclones, but a lot of these collections, um, you know, kind of getting back to, we, we talked about this a little bit as we went through it, but Jay Paws, uh, what are the, traits or palettes however you want to define it what are the categories where if you saw a piece near the floor within that category you would say you know what like this is worth buying this is a a safe bet for me to not lose my money how would you think of, and assuming you you know the floor price is stable but what what would you recommend for our listeners and viewers like hey if you see this you should really consider purchasing it if you see this near the floor that is I think a beautiful guide 10 with being close to or completely, you know, filled is a, is, is kind of an underrated play right now. And, and I'm, my recommendation is going to be more towards the, um, the, the long-term home. There's one that just recently sold that right, right off the floor. You know, they're not crazy popular of the things on screen. I'm not going to tell you that any of them are ones that I would pick up, but if you're on the the lookout for it, yeah, I mean, there's a few that recently sold. It's insane. Like there, there's so I, I think that there's uh, like that the one that's on screen right now, the 200. Mm-hmm. I think was a at the time. I mean, this is back when the floor was in round six, and the individual had this one listed. I think close to like nine, and took a rapteth bit of eight. I mean, it's a for those not looking, it's a green and pink flow with a night background. I mean. When the four is six and you're talking about a 33% premium for a night, almost fully filled out guide 10, you know, I was kicking myself in the butt for, I almost bought it like just straight up um, to, to hold for a couple minutes or a couple months. But, you know, I, I think the, the guide 10 is actually one of my least favorite, but I think it also a beautiful one pre- pre- presents an opportunity for the most upside. The other thing that I, I look for is just something that's 
generally, you know, especially in the threes, fours, and fives, that is the, the palette and the aesthetic is just off the charts beautiful. I think that there's something undeniable about it when you just look at it statistically, like a Billy, a Billy three. Oh, it's mm-hmm. one of the more common palettes and it's a guide three. This should be a floor thing. If, if you can pick one up, that's just like, you know, there, I, I don't, it, it's a very subjective uh, point, but, and and then the other thing that's a little bit obvious uh, is, is a night palette. I mean, I don't own any, I know you're, you're a fanboy of them, which I, completely agree with but like i was saying if you like the one that just sold for eight off of the floor when it was six i mean that's that's a no-brainer to me these things are carrying at least a two to two and a half x premium it was an easy buy in hindsight and then the floor ran up which made it even easier but underrated tens and uh nights are are really my play right now i agree with you on the well i'll answer the question a little bit differently so uh, in terms of what traits and categories to buy if they're near the floor, I think if you see a guide 30, you just automatically buy it. Don't even think. You see a guide one that's near the floor, I would also buy it. If you see a completely filled out guide three or four for that matter, it's unlikely to see a completely filled out guide four, uh, but a completely filled out guide three, I would also buy it. Uh, Obviously, a guide 100, it's just not going to happen. Same with the guide 30. Uh, a few months ago, there were some guide 30s at the floor. I don't think we'll see that again. In fact, Jay Paz and I talked about one that was selling for like three and a half ether, not even probably three weeks ago. Actually, it might have been this one over here. Yeah, here it is. 505 sold for three and a half ether, which now just seems silly that we know that. Uh, so those are the ones where I'd say if you see something like that near the floor, uh, anything that looks clean, of course, but guide one, guide 30, completely filled out, guide three, guide 100, like you could just buy it. I wouldn't even, I wouldn't uh, think twice. Uh, Obviously this assumes that you don't think the market is overvalued as a whole, not financial advice, et cetera. But that's, that's how I think about it. And in terms of things that are undervalued, I agree with you. I think guide tens are undervalued. I think that people are sleeping on them a little bit. And some of these symmetric ones, I don't think people are taking into account symmetry as much. I think some of those, uh, could be undervalued as well. And of course, the other uh, the other thing I would put is undervalued is some of these traits that you're talking about, Jay Paws. I don't think people are thinking about them in that way quite yet. Uh, some of these like hidden or not highlighted traits, perhaps, is the yeah. way to put them. And it goes, I mean, this sounds crazy, but you know, what I do is I, I literally view every single mint on the art blocks website. As part of my my research, I've done it for Squiggles multiple times, which is insane to think since it's a 10,000 or almost 10,000 piece collection. And the same thing for this is like you start to sort through them and, and then you you pick up on these, I'll call it uh, maybe unintended traits. And you know, it's part of the reason why we're so such fanboys of generative art is there's these unintended outputs that end up presenting it. I mean, the most famous of all is like the goose ringer, right? Like it was never in the code to have this sort of thing, but like just the brilliance of of timing happenstance code like all that it just it, it prints some amazing things and and so you know again if you have the time and the passion i strongly encourage people to to and and a collection resonates with you sift through the project it's and, and there really are some great outputs i mean look, look at this guy 10 here Jay Paz. now you know i'm not going to comment on if the floor of 12 and a half is an appropriate floor i don't know it's, it's run up recently. That's something that you individually will have to decide if you think that 
this is a reasonable price for a floor. But I think that what I do feel pretty confident about is this one right here, number 230. It's a guide 10. It's, uh, I don't know the palette name. It's one of the green palettes. Uh, but it's selling at about one and a half times the floor. And I actually think that's, that's a reasonable deal for this one. It looks it's great. one that I'm stalking. I mean, I listed my guide 10 right after it for, for a number of reasons, but I think that a Rapteeth bid, you know, around, you know, maybe a 10, 15, 20% premium, see if somebody jumps on it. That'd be a steal, man. Again, relative to the floor, not financial advice, all that good stuff. It's something that's uh, notable, you know? Absolutely. Um, okay. Well, let's like, uh, let's jump into, uh, let's do, you have 50 ether. Which, what do you buy? You have 50 ether right now. Uh, you pick up roughly three floors, a couple mid-tier, one higher mm-hmm. up. What, I think that I, I had a different answer a couple of days ago. Um, I don't, if you scroll down real quick, I think that that guide 10 right there just presents really well. The 753, so that's 13 ETH. I think that uh, it, it's, it's absolutely stunning. And then I would have I would have tried to like pick some off the floor recently, but you know, floor got cleaned out. Yeah, the, that's the problem. Is is it's a different animal now. Now I I might jump into the the you know oh there's there's a guide. I'll tell you what there's a guide one at twenty. I'd pick that up even though it's not necessarily uh, the best looking one. I think that guide one's a good long term investment. And then that green one that we talked about, 17 and a half, guide 10. So, uh, yes, this yeah. one. This one. Look, I think it's yes. the, the one with the crazy face. I think if we do, if you do that, the green guide 10 at 17 and a half, and then the, the guide 10, I think is either not the Billy or close to the Billy one right there, 230. You know, that, that would be my, my, my 50 if you get this spreaded across some things that are uh, beautiful and, and it really captures, you know, I'm staying within a, a lot of rarity. That's so good. All right, I'm I'm changing my answer now based on what you said. I would pick up. Okay, so interesting. I would pick up either of these two, whichever one I liked better. Even though these are at the floor, these are actually I think really really nice. They're very clean despite having you know not being completely filled in. So love love those. And then uh, I do like this one too. This one is actually, it's very unique. It's almost like everything's in the center as opposed to being on kind of distributed or more hitting the edges. Uh, so that, this is a really cool one too, but I'm going to stick with one. There tomorrow. <laughs> What's that? Might not be there tomorrow. Yeah. It might, I like it a lot. It, it might not be there by the end of this recording. Right? <laughs> no, knowing Jay Paws. Uh, no, I'm just kidding. He's very thoughtful on these things, but it is really nice. I don't think that should be at the floor. Um, secondly, I'm going to have to piggyback on this, uh, number 230, this guy 10. I, I just love it. It's great. It, that should be a lot higher up in my opinion. Mostly filled. <laughs> yes. And I'm going to do a different one for around the 20 ether range than, than you are, or than you did. I should say I'll, I'll maybe go slightly above and pick. This one, 182, it is actually a completely filled, I believe it's Elizabeth. Uh, I'm going to click on this. I've hesitated to click on these because of folks might know anti-cyclones can make your computer lag a bit. But this is a Guide 4, I believe. Yeah, Guide 4. Oh, Junko, completely filled gotcha. out. I think very, very nice. The last segment, because I'm running tight on time. Yes. Yeah. Do you want to Do you want to go ahead and share real fast? Yeah, let's see here. Let's share a screen. Let's do this one. 
uh, one of the things that you know we're we've been discussing is what are top three and, and this is incredibly hard for me um but i'll start here and you can kind of see it's, it's held by curated you kind of flowed through it when it was in the night but a fully filled out guide three night with that blue the different hues of blue it just pops i mean it yeah it, it, the flow on it's amazing the coloration the the contrast i mean it's just it's it's so amazing. It, this to me is the epitome of the fully filled guide threes. So I had to include it. My number two pick is uh, I'm very partial to the graphites. Uh, this is a one of one, meaning that it's the only graphite guide 30 out there. It, and again, you start to look at this, right? It's held by 6529. It's just absolutely stunning. You know, we talked about the guide 30s and finding the flow, the natural flow to it. It's there. The 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 graphite nature there's something about this it's just it has like this deep resonance and, and i remember when this thing sold i think it was like 8.8 .8 or something yeah 8.88 .8. i thought it was ludicrous uh, i mean this is when we're talking like the floor is like one to two ETH, and, and it, it got jumped i'm sure somebody was so stoked at the time to sell it but in hindsight I, I couldn't believe it and then i saw who bought it and i just go damn i need to take a serious look at guide 30s and graphites because it's, it's something that's real and my number one you made the Monet reference earlier. Uh, Guide One, owned by Kate, who's one of the most brilliant art blocks collectors I've seen in a long time. This reminds me of the the Monet's lily pads. It's just it's insanely gorgeous. That my resolution is probably not doing it justice, but on a, a larger format, the this thing pops. It's just absolutely stunning. A Bertha palette in. This to me is the epitome of that unintended output. You know, I'm pretty sure he didn't, you know, Mapad didn't say, I want something to look like Monet. But, and if you look at the other outputs in this palette, it doesn't necessarily represent Monet, even though there might be some tendencies. And, but this one just, the lily pads is like, it's so prevalent. What's, what's really unique about that one, um, just, just one second, go back, is that it defines the shapes not with an outline but really with the colors and some of the other ones you yeah. can still kind of see the outline here they tend to kind of meld in together a bit and it's there's more water. a couple like that like a watercolor that's actually hmm. i'm gonna have to do some research on this right honorable mentions is that i talked about the only one of one the fully filled out guide tens um 242 that one's stunning and then my favorite graphite guide one it's just Again, the flow, the contrast of the light, the dark, it's just absolutely stunning. I love and, that. It also has that emergent shape. It looks almost like a screaming pumpkin head. Yeah. <laughs> I, I still like a pig for some reason, but <laughs> yeah, yeah. all right. Let me uh let me share back and I'll go through mine real fast. Uh, because I know that you you gotta get out of here. First one I have is, uh, this is one of my favorite guide ones, if not my favorite. Uh, okay, I, I own it. That's why I was hedging. It is my favorite guide one. Uh, I love how it kind of has this like far zoomed out view down here. And it zooms we'll mention in. the numbers. This is 625 for those. I'm sorry, that's right. This is a 625 for those not looking. It's a guide one, uh, Madeline, and uh, is the color scheme, and it's a daytime palette. Uh, and it's just gorgeous. It's got blues and purples that interplay together and sort of on the bottom right corner, it looks like you're looking far away in the top left. It looks like you're close. So it, it it's just really, I loved it. And I spent more than I thought I should when I bought it in retrospect, it was a good move, but I, I just love this one. The second one I have is number 470. It is, this is my number one. I, I don't own it. I wish I did. It is a night guide, uh, guide one night 
with the Billy color scheme that, that Jay Paws brought up earlier, really just stunning. It's completely filled out. So many it's shapes. So psychedelic to me. I mean, I have my particular cup of tea and, and for recreational and stuff, but damn, this thing just, it reminds me of one of those, like, you go into a trippy head store and you got these, like, velvet posters with fluorescent colors. I mean, this thing pops like nothing else. I mean, it is... It's in my top three, probably. I just also know that you love this one, so it's probably be in your top three. And I didn't want to sound redundant. This thing is absolutely brilliant. I mean, it is, it is, it is gorgeous. And uh, we had a similar one, two twenty three. Oh. It's the same one, and I won't go over it again. It's beautiful. It's a guide three uh, night palette, all blue. Just really pops out. Uh, the one thing that I wanted to note, actually, when you were talking about this, is uh, another thing that I've noticed is some of them. Uh, they kind of have these gaps between the shapes of, of negative space, if you will, in the flows, and some are much more consolidated. And that's another way that one could collect. Um, I kind of like these that have more of these gaps that give sort of more jagged shapes that come out of there. But I know you got to get out of here. We should get you out of here. This was awesome. Really looking forward to doing this more, exploring other collections, and you know, looking forward to hearing what folks think about it. And I yeah. hope that this was beneficial. I can't wait to geek out more. I, I know we're passionate. Hopefully it shows, but you know, I, I would always encourage a little bit more feedback from anybody who would be gracious enough to spare the time to to share it with us. We're, we're here for the community. The intent is to build a community around the passion for generative art and really try to drop a little bit of alpha in the in the mix so that way we can help you on your journey. So please give us the the feedback. We are here to support each and every one of you. Um, my Twitter handle is Jared underscore pause, P-O-Z. Please feel free to friend me, DM me. My DMs are open. I'm trying to keep a low pro, but that might not happen now, meaning I'm here to help. And I know P, you are too. So anything that we can do to support and grow that community, please, 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 please engage. We're here. Yep, absolutely. I am at Aston Cloud on Twitter. I am Aston Cloud 7410 on Discord. My DMs are open. I, you know, whatever we can do to help you all go through this journey, help us together. We're all going through it. Yeah, it's just so much fun. I mean, I just like, I almost feel uh, guilty saying I want to help you because it doesn't even feel like help. It's like, I, I love doing this. So looking through this, figuring it out, analyzing it, tons of fun. And yeah, looking forward to the next one. Brilliant. As always, I've loved the dialogue and and thank you for for allowing me to be a part of your journey, man. I'm, hey, I'm very Thank honored. you for being here, my co-host. I need you. This is, this is a lot of fun. Yeah. All right. All right. I'll see you next time. Thank you, brother. Thank you for tuning into Collector's Corner. We hope you enjoyed this episode and you found it useful in your collecting journey. Please check out our website, www.collectorscorner.xyz, for show notes and digital art galleries related to this episode. You can also follow us on Twitter, at collectors underscore XYZ. If you'd like to help us out, please leave us a five-star review on our website or your favorite podcasting platform and or leave some feedback on how we can do better. The Collector's Corner team and guests are not registered investment advisors. All views expressed on this podcast are personal opinions and are not specific inducements to make particular investments or investment strategies and should not be relied upon for investment decisions. This show is solely for informational and entertainment purposes only. Before making any financial decisions, please consult a professional.